Located at the top of Wisconsin, Bayfield County is considered by many of the locals to be the wild side of the dairy state. This is a place of majestic beauty with national treasures that include the Apostle Islands, the natural wonders of its sea caves, and rugged sandstone cliffs that frame the clear waters of Lake Superior. This is Bayfield County Wild. Welcome to Bayfield County Wild. I'm Nancy Christopher along with Mary Motif, the director of Bayfield County Tourism. Hi Mary. Hello Nancy. You know, Native American tribes in Wisconsin have a rich culture dating back thousands of years and our great state is home to 11 sovereign nations so it's not surprising that their presence remains strong and vibrant in our communities and especially in Bayfield County. We're going to talk a lot about their influence in today's episode starting with Legendary Waters Resort and Casino owned and operated by the Redcliffe Band of Lake Superior Chippewa. They offer a legendary experience for visitors right Mary? That is for sure. Legendary Waters is really appropriately named. When you go there, it is legendary for a lot of different reasons, you know, having to do, of course, with the history of the tribe in that area, as well as the fact that the whole experience and view is legendary. And the view is not only from outdoors, but actually, to my knowledge, Legendary Waters Casino is the only casino that has windows. If you think about it, if you've ever been in a casino, never. No, you're right. You're right. Right? Yeah. And and they have um, in one part of the casino a little bar area that has windows so you can look out and see the gorgeous view because the view is, is that good that, that they just want people to experience it wherever they are. And what is that view? It's looking out over the Apostle Islands, of course. Mm. <laughs> so um, the marina is right uh, next door to the resort there. It's just uh, breathtaking. You know, it's just the most relaxing uh, view anywhere you are looking out over the Apostle Islands National Lakeshore. And, and that's a perfect setting for that. So there's a big powwow at Legendary Waters that happens every summer. Can you tell us about that? Sure. I've been to the powwow and it's just an amazing experience to to see the culture come to life and the dancers come out and the drummers and the singers and there's vendors there, not only selling all sorts of Native American art and crafts, but also food vendors. So you get to try things like fry bread, which I had never had before. And, And they have something called Grand Entry where all of the dancers come in in their different groups and it's just absolutely incredible. Yeah, I've seen some of the costumes that they wear and I shouldn't I shouldn't call them costumes. It's probably native wear. It's so colorful and beautiful and the beading is amazing. And so much of it is tied in with nature. You know, all the feathers and the the animals that they represent. Just really unbelievable. And then there's actually usually at some point a dance where they invite the public in where anybody can come in and participate in a dance that they show you and so you're you're out there dancing with all of these dancers and it's did you go dance you're brave enough i did i did you did yeah it it was fun it was it was really cool and what kind of dance is it does it have a name because i know there's like fancy dance and oh yeah different types of it wasn't fancy (laughs) it wasn't a fancy dance and i don't remember the name but really really a cool experience so i would really encourage folks to get out and and come to a powwow sometime everyone is welcome and there are some guidelines for powwow etiquette that you can find, I believe, on the 
NATAO website. And NATAO is in Native American Tourism of Wisconsin. So it's N-A-T-O-W, and they have a website. So you can just go there, and I believe they have those uh, etiquette guidelines on their website if you are just, you know, wanting to read up on uh, how things operate and the different etiquette. Yeah, well, that's probably a good thing to do because it's not something we see every day, and it's a good thing to kind of get some background as to what we're seeing as well. Yes. Now, it doesn't just happen one day. It's for several days. It goes over several days. Yeah, it is. It's over an entire weekend. And usually the one at Legendary Waters happens somewhere around the 4th of July. And you can, of course, check travelbayfieldcounty.com for those details. So there's one more thing happening at Legendary Waters, Mary, that I wanted to talk about. And I think it's kind of cool. You're getting a new Apostle Islands coin. We are. And it, and that is really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if people have noticed, but over the past few years, the U.S. Mint has been producing quarters that highlight different national parks. And the Apostle Islands National Lakeshore is one of those national park properties that will be highlighted on a quarter starting in 2018. So the launch for that is happening at Legendary Waters Resort. They have a beautiful convention center that's part of the campus out there. And it's I guess it's a pretty big deal for coin collectors. And I'm not a coin collector, so I didn't realize that, um, you know, hundreds of people come for, come to this type of event from across the country. And um, and so we're pretty excited about that. And I think there's a special event the night before for the coin collectors that come to town to get together and do some uh, trading, trading and, <laughs> and, and whatever you do as a coin collector. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's a, an event for coin collectors the night before at the Northern Great Lakes Visitor Center. And then the official launch will happen at Legendary Waters Resort. Uh, I want to say it's April 10th. April 10th. So people can find out more information about that where? At travelbayfieldcounty.com. Okay, well, we have some more exciting news. Bayfield County now has the very first tribal national park in the U.S. It's called Frog Bay Tribal National Park, and our guest, Chad Abel, is going to be joining us in a few minutes to talk about it. The Bayfield Inn is a premier lodging establishment along the shores of Lake Superior in downtown Bayfield. The inn is centrally located in easy walking distance to nearby restaurants, shops, and attractions, including the Apostle Islands Cruise Service and Madeline Island Ferry Line. Newly renovated, the Bayfield Inn reflects yesterday's charm with today's amenities and has 21 rooms on site plus more than 40 vacation rental options. Whether you are planning a quiet getaway, an adventure, a destination wedding, family reunion, or corporate retreat, the Bayfield Inn has a wide variety of lodging options to fit your needs and budgets. Check out availabilities today at BayfieldInn.com. No trip to Bayfield County is complete without a visit to historic Ellers store in Cornucopia. Preserving the history and charm of one of the oldest general stores in Wisconsin, much of the store has been restored to its original 19th century appearance, while the products they offer have been updated to suit the needs of their 21st century customers. Ellers offers organic groceries, local produce and meat, a hardware and apparel division, and a deli that serves sandwiches and salads with a focus on local food and flavors, as well as tacos and ribs served outside in the summer months. Their small garden center is stocked with hearty plants from silver Sage Farms in Port Wing. Stock up on everything you need for the perfect beach day when you visit Eller's Store in Corny or learn more about them at www.ellerstore.com. Mary and I are back with our guest, Chad Abel, the Division Administrator for the Redcliffe Natural Resources Division. There's a really pristine, undeveloped area called Frog Bay on the Redcliffe Chippewa Reservation that has been designated as our country's first tribal national park. And here to talk about it is Chad. Thanks for joining us. 
Thanks for having me. Chad, what exactly does this designation mean? The Tribal Council back at the park's inception, I believe, was in 2011 when we first acquired the property, decided to name it the Tribal National Park. So we're not affiliated with the National Park Service. It's Tribal National Park by designation of the tribe and also refers to the zoned preservation of that land that is that is now Frog Bay Tribal National Park. But no other tribe has ever designated a national park? Not, no, not to our knowledge. Does this protect your land from future development? Absolutely. Yeah, we have a very strict zoning ordinance at Frog Bay. It protects not only the park, but some of the core conservation area that adjoins and surrounds the park as well. So tell us exactly where the park's located and why it's so important to protect this land. The park is located down, uh, goes down Blueberry Road. It's just a few miles from the Red Cliff Casino. The park itself is situated on Frog Bay of Lake Superior. So there is unique habitat features there and with some of the kind of boreal forest element that's at the park and also uh, the coastal estuary that's the mouth of Frog Creek. And when you're at the beach of the park, you can see five of the Apostle Islands uh, from the sandy beach in the bay. Oh, wow. That must be beautiful. So you've created a trail for the public to be able to use. How much of the area is open to the public? Uh, so the park was first opened in 2012, and it was just the original 90-acre parcel, uh, the first parcel that we were able to acquire it was within the reservation boundaries, but it had fallen out of tribal ownership. And then in 2017, last year, uh, was, was a big year for us. We acquired another piece, the only other piece of private property that remained in Frog Bay, uh, about an 87-acre parcel. And also acquired, um, through an MOU we have with Bayfield County, another 80 acres of land that the county was using as timber management. And so over, yeah, overall, the Tribal National Park is really just the two units that were in private ownership. It's about 170 acres, but there's a core conservation area that surrounds the park right now. And in total, equals about 300 acres. And how is the park funded? Mostly through grants at the federal level, through different funding agencies, and then the continued operation and maintenance of the park. To this point, is our park visitors, even though they're not charged a user fee, we have a little kiosk at the park where those visitors are able to make a donation. And uh, we just say that people have been very generous in uh, supporting the, the Tribal National Park and just the respect that they've shown to the land. We have a lot of people coming through and there's not a lot of signs of uh, that, that reflect that. I think people have been good to the land and they've also been generous in supporting the park. And we've used that money for the future operations. So what are some of the future plans for the park or do you have any? We don't have much uh, other plans as far as infrastructure development, trail systems. You know, we already have a comfort station, the parking area. Um, there's some 16 foot bridges that, that cross uh, small streams and, and waterways within the park. A little better than two miles of trails that are at the park right now. There's also a really large suspension bridge uh, that's right near the trailhead. It spans a large ravine. I think that that bridge is 130-some feet. But some of our future plans are just to add other conservation acres around the park. Frog Creek itself is a small stream, but it, um, it has a lot of features and species there that are worthy of protection. And uh, we, we would like to add other lands around the park uh, so we could fully protect the Frog Creek watershed. And if I walked that trail, it's about two miles? 
There's a few different trail options right at the trailhead where you park. Uh, if you if you hiked all of the trails, which they loop back, they loop around and loop back, which is nice. It'd be a little over two miles of hiking. I like the fact that it's been left so undeveloped. It kind of gives you the opportunity to experience the land as it was, I'm sure, many, many, many years ago. Yeah, and that's something we worked uh diligently in our planning on was uh, we wanted it available and open as a recreational area to the membership and the general public. But, uh, you know, the intent of the land purchase was to, to conserve the the natural features of the area. So we wanted to do it in a way that was the one lead to the detriment of the of the natural beauty as well. So it's well marked where the public can go and where, you know, really it's only for tribal members only, correct? No, not true at all. Oh. I think one of the reasons it was called the Tribal National Park is because it's open to tribal members and the general public alike. Certainly, we see a lot of community members, Redcliffe community members that are that are using the park. But the overwhelming majority of cars that we see parked at the trailhead are a lot of them are out of state plates or people that are they're out of the area that have heard about the park either through county tourism efforts or uh, some of the things we have posted on our website or uh, I know the tribe's casino legendary waters has also promoted the park through different media avenues as well. Yeah, I can imagine a lot of the casino visitors when they're staying there at the resort, I bet they like to come over and take a hike, right? <laughs> take a take a hike. <laughs> well, and it's great that you know Redcliffe can offer kind of a, you know, a suite of activities that are available if people come up and if they want to do some gaming or stay at the hotel that there's other outdoor options in the area, not just at Bayfield. Exactly. You know, the kiosk that Chad mentioned is one of I I want to say about a dozen kiosks that are placed along the Wisconsin Lake Superior Scenic Byway, which runs all along the Bayfield Peninsula. And so Red Cliffs uh, Frog Bay Tribal National Park was chosen as one of those locations so that in those promotional efforts of the byway, those kiosks are located on the map so that people can see where they are and know where to go for more information about each of the specific areas along the byway. And so uh, that way we're hoping that people do make the effort to get off of the main highway and drive up to Frog Bay to see this incredible resource and, and get more information there at the kiosk. Yeah, I totally agree. It's been another great way to highlight the park, uh, being part of that scenic byway. All right, Chad, thanks for joining us today and, and good luck with the park. And hopefully we can get a lot more people there with this podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. Alrighty, and Mary, you know, I was thinking this is a great segue into what we're going to talk about next. It's the perfect setting for all the wildlife that we want to talk about at Bayfield County, bird watching, and what to expect on the next episode of Bayfield County Wild. That's right. The Playmore Bar and Restaurant is a quality, family-run bar and restaurant on Lake Namakagan. Known for its friendly staff, great food, and authentic Northwoods decor, the Playmore is open for lunch, dinner, and cocktails. Their weekly dinner specials include Wednesday wingdings, ribeye steaks on Thursday, fish fries on Friday, and prime rib on Saturdays. The Playmore invites visitors to come by boat, ATV, car, or snowmobile and stay to catch one of their gorgeous sunsets. The Playmore Bar and Restaurant on popular Lake Namakagan. For more information, go to PlaymoreLakeNamakagan.com. The Pine Creek Pit Stop is the perfect stop for food, fuel, fun, and beverages after a day of traveling on the road or on the trails. Pine Creek is one of the most popular snowmobile and ATV destinations in northern Bayfield County. A sumptuous Friday fish fry, sizzling prime rib on Saturdays, and savory salad bar are weekly standards at the Pine Creek Pit Stop. Located just west of the Northern Great Lakes Visitor Center, right next to the Tri-County 
County Corridor, less than a mile off County Highway G. Great food and lots of fun. Pine Creek Pit Stop. Find them on Facebook. Welcome back to Bayfield County Wild. I'm with Mary Motif, the director of Bayfield County Tourism. Mary, you have so much natural beauty in Bayfield County. It's a big responsibility to protect, but it also is what draws so many visitors. So how do you balance nature and sustainability with tourism? We have so many laws in place already for the protection of our natural resources up here that it's easy to keep those protected. Whereas in a lot of places that are uh, much more developed than uh, the area up here, the resources get um, much more use because they're more developed. And then it's much more difficult to maintain or even have to work on improving things that have declined. And so for us, Balancing nature and tourism is something that we do every day, and we're all very in tune with that and aware of the fact that our natural resources are what draw people to the area. And so, of course, we want to protect them so that everyone can continue to enjoy them um, into the future. One way to enjoy them is bird watching. And I understand next month we're going to be talking to area naturalists, and you're going to be talking about the wildlife and bird watching up there in Bayfield County. Can you tell us more about what to expect? Sure. I know for sure we're going to be speaking with uh, Neil Houck, who not only has worked for the National Park Service for a number of years, but he also is involved with our local Audubon Society. And one of the really neat things that has developed over the past few years up here is a bird and nature festival and that happens every May and Neil has been involved with um, helping to choose different field trips to take folks out on and the beauty of that event in particular, and I'm sure we'll touch on that in that episode, is that we have all of these different experts up here that work for all of these governmental entities, you know, so we have all these federal properties and state properties and county that uh, have biologists and naturalists and all of those folks participate in leading field trips so that the general public can sign up and participate and have an expert taking them and leading them on a trip out into nature where they may not be familiar and maybe not comfortable doing it on their own and learning so much more than they would doing it on their own in many instances. Neil is just great. Uh, he's, he's a great guy, and I really am excited that he's going to be joining us. It'll be a really enjoyable and enlightening episode. Is there a competition to try to spot the largest number of different birds? Yes. Oh, there is? Yes. There is. Oh, nice. Um, birders are known for that. My degree actually is in zoology and environmental studies from UW-Madison. I Congratulations. Have a Thank you. <laughs> I, have, I have a certificate in environmental studies, and so I've taken a lot of uh, ornithology classes and all of the ologies. And out of anywhere in the world where tourism and environmental studies come together, it's up here in Bayfield County. And so it's, it's really the perfect match. Birders keep a list, you mm -hmm. know, and you check off the different species as you find them. And, and so there's always competitions of, uh, you know, who can see the most birds or the most rare birds or uh, all of that good stuff. So I can already tell that you're going to try to win that competition. I don't know about that. <laughs> so Mary, right. what are some of the other things that will be happening in March? When everyone else in southern Wisconsin and, and other areas are thinking spring, you know, Know, a lot of times we're still embracing winter up here and having a lot of fun. And March is when we have a lot of our winter festivals going on. So there's Bayfield Winter Fest that kicks off the month of March, along with the world's longest weenie roast. We've talked about that <laughs> yes. one before, and that and now it's finally time for that event coming Yay. up in March. We have a spring show at our cultural center here in Washburn. 
that's put on by the Schwamigan Bay Arts Council. There's a lot of things happening that first weekend to kick off March. And then after that, we have that hot air for Hearts Balloon Rally down at Lakewoods. We've got Mount Ashwa Bay having a spring carnival the same weekend as that. And that's also the weekend of the Fat Bike Berkey. So lots of fun things still happening in the beginning of March. And then towards the end, it's more uh, presentations like Warren Nelson um, puts on shows periodically at the Harborview Event Center in Washburn. And he's going to have a show in March called South Shore Chronicles. And it's six different vignettes depicting historical characters and scenes from the Schwamigan Bay area with a song at the end of each act. It sounds like a really neat yeah, it's very different. type of performance. Yeah. So lots of fun stuff going on in March. There certainly is. And we're going to look forward to talking about all that in our next episode. So thank you so much, Mary. And to everyone listening, if you like what you've heard, we'd love to have you share, review, and subscribe to Bayfield County Wild. If you'd like more information, we'll have the links and resources for today's episode in our show notes. So on behalf of Mary and myself, thank you for listening to Bayfield County Wild. Bye-bye.